Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and this college basketball episode covers every single game scheduled to be played on Thursday, December 15th, 2022. For the second time all season, we are going to cover the entire board. It's kind of a short slate. In case you're here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for a primer, some goals, and the community rules. As always, remember there are no locks in gambling. So what Sideline provides are loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grades. And hit its confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. As a reminder, the A plays tend to do pretty well. So I generally recommend playing those, the B picks. If you like them, roll with them. If you don't, less of a push to play those from my perspective. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Check out the Google Sheet for the exact projections. You can find that link in the show description or on the website homepage. If you have questions about these games, best place to get those answers on our Discord chat, which will be accessed through Patreon. Lastly, please ensure that good of adverts will occur. So as much as we'd like to say it'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, um, I always tell people I recommend them playing a lot of games rather than a few number of games. Again, don't play anything you don't like. I think part of why I say that is the insane amount of bad luck we've had in some of the games. And we'll talk about a couple of them. Um, but if you if you check out the tab, I, I kind of decided to track everything that I recommend. You know, the A plays, the Discord picks, the plays of the day, and the plays we do here. Put them all together in one tab. And if you check that, we're still profitable these last several days because of the totality of plays if you're just picking a few games you never know what's going to happen i mentioned that sometimes it's going to go well sometimes it's going to go bad but a, a couple yeah a couple nights ago we had utah covering with 42 seconds to go loses umass lowell covering with one second to go loses alabama covering with 13 seconds to go loses tonight we lost a couple of we lost a total off of a crazy foul at the very end um I mean, you, and, then, and then just the bad variants of just sometimes teams just don't show up, you know, like Maryland, you know, Western Kentucky, both tonight. Yeah. And that's just going to happen, right? That's what we always talk about, that there's there's good variants, there's bad variants. I mean, some of the wins that have happened have been games that uh, I don't remember which one it was. There was one. Uh, Southern was the one against Xavier. I feel like no, should not have won that one. Absolutely, absolutely, but but won it anyway. And that's you're going to get some good variants. You're going to get some bad variants. The more games you play, the more likely it is to wash out and at least have as much good luck as bad luck. Um, that's why I recommend again: don't ever play anything you don't like. Don't bet every game on the board unless there's nine. If there's nine, you know, maybe whatever, right? But you know, eighty games on the board, you know, don't bet all eighty of them, <laughs> but. I always recommend betting more. Again, you can see that in the tab in the Google Sheet. I've named it for now, tracking all recs. I don't know if I'll maybe change the tab. I like to change things up, but I've got it all in there now. And you can see playing more picks has helped us out. So kind of, I think what I want to lead with the viewer here, if you've been with us, you kind of already know my spiel here. If not, we're going to talk about it. Today's different. Today, we're going to talk about literally every game, but let's think about tomorrow. We're only going to talk about nine games probably. But we're going to talk about making picks and we're going to try to make 20 or 30 or 35 picks or something. Spread your money a little bit out across a lot of places. And we're just going to try to slow and steady win this thing. We're not going to try to go 4-0 every night because as awesome as that is, that's literally impossible for every single gambler in the world. No one's going to do anything quite like that. 
No, 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 no. And I mean, like you said, there's nights get when teams don't show up. I don't feel as bad about losing it because yeah. nobody, nobody sees <laughs> the third, the seventeen point half out of Maryland coming and yeah. being down thirty. Or, I mean, Louisville finally figuring out how to play, but it's the ones that yeah, they look good in the first half. They've been yeah. scoring points like crazy. Not we talk about turning the ball over. Did not turn the ball over hardly at all in the first half. Got great possessions. Got lots of points. And like, good job, you know. I, I, Payne's going to finally get his first uh, first win. And then, I, I mean, it's the ones like UAB and like the other ones you mentioned, like uh, drive you nuts because UAB yeah. was up 23 and handled yeah. that game and then down. Just at the very end. Just, yeah, just the last, the last you know, a 7-0 run at the very end in the last minute yeah. because they just stopped caring and, you know, turn the ball over, leads to a transition three with like 10 seconds to go. And that, and that does it. And you're just like – that cl- that clangs out and – the UAB gets the rebound ball game. We cover, yeah. goes in, we lose, right? And that's I'm I'm 100 with you. I much rather would have the Marylands or the or the Western Kentucky's. We're like, okay, you write it off. You know, you're not going to get every game, and and that's what I always talk about too, right? You're going to have five efforts a year where a team just plays really well, and five where they play like garbage. And this is one of Louisville's five best, and it might actually be <laughs> Western Kentucky's five worst. Yeah. That's fine, you know, Maryland. This is one of Maryland's five worst. This might be one of UCLA's five best, given the road game, cool. right? In the- and I just, yeah, like you said, it, sometimes it happens. No big deal. Again, there's a lot of games. We're just going to move on. There's a lot. There's 5,000 games, right? We know we're going to miss a bunch of them. Let's move on to the next one. It's those last-minute heartbreakers that you're like. <sighs> or, or even the push from yesterday with Iona. Iona, like, in the Princeton game. The guy at the line up five. If he hits both, we win. If he splits them like he did, we end up with a push. So it's just like, yeah. Man. <laughs> just or you, yeah, UMBC uh, yesterday yeah. up three, eighty five percent free the shooter misses both of them. He's just hit one to win and said we push. Um, and some people like three and a half, so they lost and they just needed one to win. I mean, oh, it's got to be heartbreaking yeah. if you had three, three. So having three was bad enough. Having three and a half would be even worse. And so anyway, all, all that to say, again, today's a weird day. We're going to talk about every single game today, but on most days, the biggest thing I could recommend is we're only going to talk about a handful of games. There's going to be some days we had a day last week where I think we went like seven and no, those are a lot of fun, but you have other plays as well to kind of help offset the ups and downs. And we talk about a lot of times when we pick out the A plus play of the day, the difference between the A plus play and the next play that you and I both like is razor thin. We're playing them both equally. Right. And that's why I always recommend it. it, You know, if you have about a 1% on every play, if you like it, put another half percent on it, right? And, and, and sometimes, you know, we're picking out one because we can't talk about 30 games that we want to play on here. We'd be on here for an hour and a half, and, and we, you know, <laughs> nobody wants to be listening to us for an hour and a half talking about – I mean, some people do. I, I shouldn't say that. There will be people who will be like, yes, I will. But not a lot of people want to listen to an hour and a half or two hours of basketball content where we go through every single play we're going to make. We just pick a subset. But those other picks, again, if you are, are out there – they're on Discord. They're on the website with the plays of the day. Um, and again, all, a lot of the A plays are good recommend, recommended picks. So a lot of good picks out there. Again, we only do a subset here. Today's a fun one, though. We're going to cover every single game. But before we get to that, some reminders, please hit that like button. If you're on YouTube, also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball and the year college football content. That this channel provides. I mentioned that Patreon. Check it out if you haven't yet. That's where you get access to the Discord. Five bucks a month for that Discord access. Ten bucks a month gets you the early access to all the picks. You can get them right when I make them. Don't know where the lines go. More times than not, they move towards what I have picked. Talk about a case like that that happened to later. Not a huge deal so far, but you just never know by the time you're watching this where the number is. So ten bucks a month, you can get it before the number moves and get those eight plays in at good picks. 
Uh, let's get to it all on Courtesy Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description. Current as the time of this recording here on Wednesday night. Uh, nine games, four A picks. The A plus play of the day. I, I mean, I, I I really like three of the A. I really like three of the A plays a lot. Um, the fourth one. It's okay. I'm gonna play it because I'm gonna trust the model. Uh, it's 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 done us well. But uh, the A plays of the three that I like, and the one that you like the most intersected here is 6 p.m. Central Chattanooga plus five and a half at Middle Tennessee State. Uh, we've talked about them before. A Chattanooga team that we backed a lot last year looks a lot different this year, but still not a bad team. Or maybe it's more that they're a, they're a mediocre team that's being treated more like a bad team with regards to the line here. Um, Sideline says this should be Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State by three. You've got basically no home court or very little home court edge with very minimal travel here. In this spot, um, you've got uh, the model has been fairly accurate. Both these teams a little bit underestimating a Middle Tennessee State, but in general, you know, I'm not convinced they're the better team in this matchup. They they might be, but if they are, it, it seems like it's just by a little bit. Sideline doesn't think they are. That's why I said, or, or, or Sideline is about about a toss up. That's why it says 2.8. Thinks it's about a toss up. Middle Tennessee State maybe a tiny bit better, but getting five and a half offers us a lot of value. Could be a tight game. Chattanooga could just win this game. It's not a bad money line play. They could just outright win. Could be a tight game, late overtime type game. Could lose by one, two, three, four, five, and we still win. So lots of ways we get to the window with this one. Jake, why do you like this one as the best play of the day? Like, I think this will be a very interesting game, especially when Chattanooga has the ball versus Middle Tennessee State's defense. Uh, that's the best match. Like, that's the best mm-hmm. team or best. Uh, Units on it's the, it's best both, but yeah, best both units. Yeah, Ch- yeah. Chattanooga's offense really good. Middle Tennessee State's defense pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if they if Chattanooga can get their turnovers under control, they might be inside the top twenty offense. But right now, they're turning them all over too much, and that hurts them a little bit. I mean, yeah. the transfer in of Jake Stevens was big because he's having a phenomenal year. He's averaging twenty one and nine and leading the team in blocks. They've got two pretty good guards behind him and Davis and White. They've won four in a row, but this will be one of the better teams they play on on the year. Uh, MTSU has got a very, very good defense and a little bit below average offense. I mean, it's probably, you can probably call it average. Um, but they, yeah. the big, big problem here is, or the big thing here is they also struggle with turnovers. So I'm not sure who's going to be able to hold on to the ball. Um, but they're also a bad shooting team. Uh, they don't, they don't do anything with the jump shot, really. Uh, so I, I think Chattanooga's got the advantage there because I think Chattanooga's got a big guy that can calm the game down, go and get them to when they need to. Um, and I think the defense, like with the turnovers, since both teams are turning it over, nobody's got an advantage there. I feel like this will be more of a two- to three-point game than the five-and-a-half, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'm going to take yeah. the five-and-a-half all day here. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can't even – say which one I like more between the plus five and a half or the plus odds. I mean, you'd be getting something like plus, you know, 220 or something. And, and a game that, again, Middle Tennessee's home, they're probably a little bit more likely to win. But like I said, I don't know who's going to control the ball. I don't know who's going to have a better time scoring. It's going to be a tight ball game. So mm-hmm. give me the plus odds or the points. Either one, I think, makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I kind of recommend, you know, splitting. In these situations, my, my personal preference, and do whatever you like, my personal preference, but two-thirds your wager on the spread, one-third on the money line, maybe three-quarters, one-quarter. Quarter. I don't like doing half and half because then if I, I find if it lands in that middle spot, you've basically broken even. And I want to still be a little bit up if they if they happen to lose by one, two, three, four, five, right? But yeah, or you just go one or the other. That's fine too. I think both are great options here. Take a Chattanooga here on your Thursday night. Which takes yeah, us to the best B side. 
Yeah, one of the few games worth watching, absolutely. The best B-side here. Uh, again, ESPN Plus, again, we're not sponsored by them, but I mean, uh, they show a lot of college basketball, so you can't avoid talking about them. Uh, ESPN Plus here, 11 a.m. Central, early game, uh, day game. We need more day games in college basketball, so it, at least with the uh, with the light slate, at least we got some day basketball, I guess. <laughs> Elon and Presbyterian, it's day basketball, and that's about it. I, Cousin Jerry was on here, and, and, and this is where you kind of just say, there's basketball that's going to happen, that these yeah. teams have played basketball. I mean, these not, yeah. not yeah. very good teams. <laughs> the attempt to play basketball, not very good teams here. But, I mean, if you can find it on your screen because, you know, you're working from home or you can kind of, you know, you got two monitors at work or whatever, you know, you're probably going to have this up because what else are you going to do, right? It's better than listening to Spotify personally, right? At least having the basketball game up. Best B-side here, Jake, for you is grabbing the five points with Elon. Sideline says it should only be four points, so we're getting a little bit of value. Uh, neither team has performed very well against the spread uh, this year. Someone's going to have to cover, or or it pushes, I guess, and then we just laugh. I mean, that probably would be the most likely outcome of this game is a push. Jake, why is this a good investment in your mind? Look, this has to be in the top five for worst matchups of the year. This is just bad. I'm not sure there's a supplement you can throw out to either team. Um, I mean, I guess Presbyterian has the better defense, and, and they play yeah. a slow pace. Um, I mean, it's not really saying much, uh, but no. so the slow pace plus the better defense, neither offense is going to be able to take advantage of the poor defenses. Um, I think five points is way too much. I think this game is very tight just because – ineptitude uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean elon's big advantage here is they don't give the ball away um so it's not like presbyterian's going to get a bunch of extra chances like they did in the vmi game probably the one game that mm. they were <laughs> one of the few that they've covered on the year mm. um, Th- three three out of ten they haven't covered very many yeah so it's just i don't see i don't see them covering this i think this is tight just because elon doesn't make the mistakes that presbyterian and it's not like presbyterian's got the defense to force them to make mistakes yeah, yeah. I, this game reminds me a lot. I don't. I hate to compare it to this because it seems lazy, but it does remind me a lot of that Green Bay IUPUI game that we had, also on a light slate early in the day on ESPN Plus with two garbage teams. It feels a lot like that, and the favorite did cover that one. But again, that's like I was talking about. We're looking at a distribution of games, a lot of possible outcomes. The kids go out there and they play at one time. But the proper way from a probability standpoint to think about this is what if they were going to play this game 100 times, 1,000 times, even more. We're only seeing one observation from that. That was one observation where Green Bay happened to win. But when you watch that game, that game could have gone either way. And I think this is kind of the same sort of thing. Presbyterian may cover this game, but it could kind of go either way. It's bad basketball. It's going to be ugly basketball. Who the heck really knows what's going to happen? So it's almost it's almost like the same thing as the A-plus play, except again, that's much more entertaining and better basketball. But kind of one of those, who the heck knows? Grab the points, grab the plus odds, because it's not yeah. like uh, Elon's any good. It's not like Presbyterian's that much better, right? Yeah, and I don't think the travel's much here too. I know I think they're both North Carolina teams, so I don't think it's that going to be that big of a deal travel wise. They're both in the Carolinas. I feel yeah. pretty confident about that. Yeah, I just don't know. Which, um, maybe maybe South Carolina. It, it's not that far either way. Yeah. yeah. Um, to the bonus B side, I'm going to give you a B side pick here. Seven thirty p.m. Central, North Alabama plus twenty one and a half. Colorado, not an A grade play, just not quite enough points to get there. And again, based off of the recommended scheme that I'm using and some of you may be following this more to a T. And so again, it's, it's slow and steady profits. That's what I'm all about here. 
I'd be putting the A grade plays at the one unit. This would just be kind of a half unit type play on this. I think it's a good investment. I don't think it's a great investment. I want more points before I'm really excited about it. But 21 and a half, I think it's just too many points here. So I think it should be more like 20. Um, Colorado, as much as we've talked about some of their really impressive wins, they've had some really dead scratching losses too. The models back Colorado one time this year. And it won with them. And it's faded them nine times in his six and three fading them. That's a seven and three combined record. So as much as Colorado has been has had a couple of really impressive games and they definitely can do it, it's not a situation where they've actually I mean they've they've only covered four of the ten times. So I, I, it's a large number. They are at home, but it's just I think too many points here. Again, it's a pick I like, not a pick I love. So I think it's probably worth a look here. I might put a little bit on it, getting this many points. It's A-grade quality if it does eke out to 22, maybe 22 and a half, 23 for sure it gets to the A-grade quality. So this is one to maybe hold off on the investment and just kind of see what the number does. My opinion, it's not a bad idea. If this number you know, drops down to 20, you just leave it alone. If it does get up to 22, 22 and a half, 23, that's where you're starting to get a little bit more excited about it just because you have an extra chance of it landing on that number and you say – what do those numbers matter out there? It's like the, the number of games, the Utah game and the <laughs> UAB game, the ones we already talked about, the Houston game, like, yeah. uh, you know, same situation happening where it's like, you, you never know. It's not like the kids are playing for a certain number. It's like football where they're trying to, they're just, they're just someone's going to randomly try to score at the end. And that ever extra point you have might matter in this situation. So uh, again, if it gets a little higher, I'm getting more excited about it. I still think it's a reasonable look, not my favorite, but, but not a bad play here grabbing all these with North Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Colorado, I don't know that there's a, too many teams out there that I'm going to lay 20 with Colorado or more just because they they have the weird ability to just fall asleep randomly during yeah. game, either side of the ball. Yeah. And just yeah. and so I don't know that I'd ever lay 20 or more with them. Right, absolutely. And that takes us to Jake on a limb, a C-grade play on this game. So the model is saying don't really know. But, Jake, you think you've got an edge for us and a worthy investment. 6 p.m. Central, Stony Brook at Wagner. Wagner is laying seven in a game with a total of 130 points. I predicts predict 129.9. So right now, the sideline thinks the total is pretty spot on. Uh, does think Wagner should be an eight-point favorite, but it wasn't quite enough to get it to a B-grade pick. Jake, why is laying seven with Wagner a good investment in your eyes? Look, especially if you're on the East Coast, I really hope there's some high school basketball we can go watch because <laughs> this slate is rough. But Wagner is a decent enough team to win this. Um, who, as long as they can control the pace and they can and they like to play, keep it slow, um, they can surprise you. I mean, look at the first game of the year where they beat Temple in overtime, and Temple's probably a much better team than mm-hmm. Wagner. Um, they really just try to keep it slow because they know more things happen with less less possessions, and they're going to be fine. Uh, but they don't turn the ball over, um, and the, but they don't take it. They don't really take advantage of keeping the ball that much. Their offense is kind of rough. They're sub sixty for the free throw line, um, and somehow we're backing this team because Stony Brook is just very bad. Um, they're yeah. worse at every level besides the free throw line. Um, they have a real bad problem with turn uh, turning it over, and they play it. They play at a slow pace, and also, and they can't shoot to save their lives. The only, mm-hmm. Like I said, the free throws, they hit at above 70%. So as long as we can keep them off the free throw line, I think there's really no way Wagner doesn't cover. Um, they're, Sony Brook is plenty bad enough to lose uh, on the road by double digits here. I mean, their road games so far this year have gone 
thirty they lost by thirty six, lost by ten, lost by eleven, lost by thirty three, and lost by nineteen. I was I was gonna point that out if if you didn't have that in your notes. Like when you look at Stony Brook, um, they got it done for us uh, as a money line play that I believe on Monday uh, against Sacred Heart. But I mean that was at home and against a much worse Sacred Heart team. But like you said, when you look at the, some of the road games, we've played a handful of them, and it has not been pretty whatsoever. And even to get some teams that are in this Wagner caliber that are just mad teams, they've lost by 10 points to them. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if, if you include Eastern Washington with the neutral game, that's a 29-point loss. Wagner mm-hmm. should be able to get ahead 12-15 and kind of stay there. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I feel like um, – you know, Wagner's not good, but it's always nice when you can beat up on a team like Stony Brook um, that that isn't very good. Yeah. So it, it, never a bad thing. Stony Brook plays a little slower, and I think that actually makes sense. We always talk about smart coaches slowing the game down, and I kind of think that holds true if you're bad, right? Because if you're bad, let's analyze the options. Your defense is bad. You don't want to have a lot of possessions to expose that defense. Your offense is bad. You don't really want to create extra possessions because it's not like you're going to be able to take advantage of them at a better rate than your opponent. Or in some cases, like Sony Brook, both are bad. <laughs> so it's like slowing it down, I think, makes a lot of sense. But at some point, it doesn't really matter because when you go on the road, you're just going to you're just gonna kind of wipe the floor with you, which is what's happened in a lot of these Sony Brook road games. So uh, you're laying the seven there with Wagner. Yes, yeah. All righty. Uh, takes us to the professor on a limb, a C grade pick that I've got a little bit of an angle for you that I'm not sure the model is seeing nickel state in Southeast Louisiana. I want to talk about the total in this game, not going to give you a recommended play, but the total is actually going to drive my side pick. The total you'll notice for this is 157 and a half sideline projects a total in this game of about 155. I would not play the under in this game because both of these teams play extremely fast. Neither one of them has a defense. And Cousin Jarrett's talked about this a lot. The Southland Conference games last year, there were a, about half the teams when they played each other just got drunk in a hurry with how many points could be scored. We saw uh, several many like 102 to 99 type games. And, and it just they just got wild, right? These are two of those teams that kind of are in that, situation i don't know if the model is doing a great job of projecting this total because these teams play a little bit differently in non-conference than they do in conference when they get kind of on their talent level the south of conference is a pretty rough basketball conference so um not a lot of good teams and so when they go out of conference they play a little bit different in conference they kind of let it fly so I, the model i can't you know override the math the math models i just don't know if it's doing a great job figuring it out I think there's a chance that the projected total should be a little bit higher. That would actually widen the spread here. And so where sideline says sideline says it should be nickel state by 7.2, but actually says that would be its play. Even though this is seven and a half, you combine that with the fact that I think there might be a ton of points in this game that gives us the opportunity to have a bigger scoring margin. I think laying with nickel state actually makes a little bit of sense here. So I think it's worth a look here. At six, this is an A grade. I doubt it gets to six, but I do think even at seven and a half up to eight, I still think it's worth a look at eight and a half. I wouldn't touch it one way or the other, but I think even at seven and a half, right? I think Nickel State isn't a bad investment just because this game might get so many points that makes it easier for someone to win by a bigger number than an A low scoring game. Yeah, the Southland Conference is fun to watch. Not if you're looking for good basketball, just if you're looking for just crazy up and down 
chaos fun <laughs> craziness that the south one where you want to be Absolutely. All right. Speaking of totals, the total of the day, my best total on your Thursday slate comes to an, an in-state rivalry game, Louisiana at McNeese State. McNeese State's getting 13 points, but the total here is what we're going to talk about. It's 138 and a half. Sideline says it should be 142 and a half. That's enough for me to go over. You've got a McNeese team that doesn't really play extremely fast, but has a truly terrible defense. You've got Louisiana that plays a little bit faster than average and has a better offense than defense that should lend itself to a lot of points. The spread on this one is also in an interesting spot where it could lend itself to more points with late fouls if somebody hangs in there. And if it's not, it's probably because McNeese State's given up just a crap ton of points. Because the way, the way I, I view this game, there's no locks in gambling, right? There's a million ways this game can play out, right? But uh, uh, some very likely ways it plays out. One of them is McNeese State gets the doors blown off of them. Well, if they do that, it's probably because Louisiana is playing fast, good offense. McNeese defense is terrible. Louisiana scored a ton of points, makes the over likely to hit. The other potential what happens if it stays tight. If it stays tight, there's more likely to be fouls at the end, get extra free points. So a couple good ways this can go over. So I think over is a smart play here at 138 and a half. Yeah, and both these teams shoot the ball fairly well from beyond the arc, so that always adds the extra points. I mean, Louisiana more so than McNeese State, but uh, it's always good to have teams that can hit the three-pointer and go by threes instead of by twos. To be fair, I think Louisiana does everything better than McNeese State, but that's a whole other conversation. That's a conversation about the side. We're talking about the total, so maybe I shouldn't have said that. (laughs) (laughs) That takes us to the must-see TV game of the day. It is a really light slate, but I am really excited for this game. It should be a tight win. Two interesting teams here between UC Irvine and Santa Clara. Irvine 7-3. and three. But when you look at where Irvine is, they're a team that has a good chance of winning that conference and be a kind of a dangerous 12 seed in the tournament. Mm-hmm. They've been at that spot before, that 12-13 line. That's be about where you put them right now, and they're one that could Make you know, cause some waves here, uh, especially with the fact that they've got an above a pretty good above average offense, above average defense. They're a very solid team against a Santa Clara team that plays kind of with their pants on fire and is above average themselves. Should be a really good game. I'm going to put this pick on my record here. I'm grabbing the one with UC Irvine. Model is six and two backing UC Irvine, three and one backing Santa Clara, six and one fading Santa Clara. The models had a pretty good hand on both of these teams. It's enough for me to trust it and say Irvine either getting the point or, you know, even money on the money line, something in that ballpark. Sideline says they should be about a two and a half point favor. I think it's more likely they win than lose. So it's a side I want to be on unless they're like a minus two or something like that, which at current moment they are not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, UC Irvine's got a special place in my heart, and I'm sure yours too, from that tournament we ended in Vegas. That was one of the ones that really separated us and helped us finish yep. up in the money. Uh, but, like, Santa Clara's uh, Brandon Podzeminski is worth the price of admission. I mean, the guy is just incredible. Uh, he leads in scoring, rebounding assists, and steals. He's just a lot of fun to watch. If Irvine can slow him down at all, they stand a really good chance of winning the game. We should have a whole show dedicated to that 
March Madness and what happened there. And we're just going to leave it at that. It was wild. We should do a whole like 20 minute segment breaking down that, but we're not going to do that here. We're going to leave that for another day in time, uh, which will take us to overtime. Jake, you've got um, an overtime game here that you want to talk about. 6 p.m. Central Lehigh at Wisconsin. And you're going to focus in on this total of 133 and a half. So I think it says it should be about 131. Give us your pick in this game. Yeah, me and Sideline say this the same. I think this is an underplay. Uh, Wisconsin plays one of the slowest paces out there and has an elite defense and a pretty good offense. Uh, they don't make a lot of mistakes. They hit the three ball pretty well, and they make their free throws. They're a very good team. Lehigh wants to play fast, but they have a very mm-hmm. subpar offense, so I don't know. I guess they're trying to play the law of li- li- large numbers. Like, if we get enough shots off, enough of them will go in. Eventually something has to go in. Yeah. No, that's what we on statistics. We always talk about if P is low, increase in. And what we mean by that is the probability of success is low, increase in, and you're going to have more successes if you, yeah. if you just keep doing it, right? It's, yeah. it's just, the, just the throwing stuff on the wall theory, right? That's kind of yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, that's the only way I can figure it out. They also turn the ball over to high clip. They really do not make two pointers well. They shoot better threes, but they they're like shooting forty two percent inside the arc, and that's just not very good. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely don't have the guards of the offense to solve this Wisconsin defense. Uh, Wisconsin's had five games go over this number all year, and four of those five needed overtime to get there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I don't see overtime. Nugget. Yeah, I don't see overtime no. happening with these two teams. Like Wisconsin's no. going to get no. ahead early and really just sit on it and not because they don't really have a desire to go out there and put up 80 or 90 points. They're just, mm-hmm. I mean, they've, they've had game, they've had in one game. I forget who it was, but it was, it was an 85 point total. They, they really mm-hmm. just don't have the desire to score that much. Mm-hmm. That was a uh, temple or somebody like that. It was yeah. one of those type of schools. Uh, I don't remember what, who, um, that's nah, driving me crazy. It's going to come to me at some point here in the later in the show. Um, Lehigh plays so fast. My thought on this and why I like this pick from your perspective here is very similar to what I wrote up in the total of the day um, here about the UAB South Carolina game going over. And we got that one, which was South Carolina wants to play slow. UAB wants to play fast. In general, the tempo is going to be dictated by the better team because the better team can do what they want because they have the better athletes. They can kind of impose their will on you. It's the same thing here. Lehigh wants to go fast, but guess what? Wisconsin's got the better athletes. Wisconsin's going to be able to slow this game down. That makes the under the more likely side that's going to hit. Again, no locks in gambling. It's not like it's all, it's not like it's always going to hit, right? Yeah. But more likely than not, I think this game lands more in the 120s than in the upper 130s because of the fact that as much as fast as Lehigh wants to go, they're just not going to be able to do it. And on top of that, you do wonder, like we always talk about, is Lehigh going to say, you know, are they going to be really trying to push too much? Especially without Wisconsin defense, they try to push too much, start turning the ball over. At some point, there's coach going to call a timeout and say, okay, let's tap the brakes a little bit because if we just keep running forward and turning the ball over and taking terrible shots and giving them the ball, we're never going to score, right? So it, that type of play might help them out against certain teams, but it doesn't seem like it's going to work against as good as a defense as Wisconsin has. No, no. I mean, like if you're starting to dive into – like some of the analytics and you want to get into the pace stuff. One thing to kind of keep your eye on is the average possession length, like especially when when a team Mm. has the ball. So if, Mm -hmm. if they are not rebounding, doing a lot of offensive rebounds like Wisconsin is, but still have a very high um, 
average possession length like nine, it's like 19 seconds or something like that. That mm-hmm. means they are working the ball around a lot and taking mm-hmm. a lot of time. So it means it's really hard to speed a team up that's doing that because it's not like they're going they're going and getting an offensive rebound and extending the shot clock and extending the possession that way. It's they're taking their sweet time finding the best shot, uh, mm-hmm. and so that that really slows the game down and really can <laughs> limit scoring. And I think the the I, I mentioned this a lot, right? In case you haven't heard me say this, right? You should always be able to identify how you're going to lose a bet because every bet is losable, unless it's a minus two thousand bet or something. But you shouldn't probably be making many of those, right? Those are very rarely. They, sometimes they have value, right? I'm not, but it's very rare, right? You know, so for most, we talk about these normal spread bets, right? Normal total bets. Every one of them, you, you can find a way to lose it. The way you lose it in this one is Lehigh's defense is so bad. Wisconsin's like, oh, look, I've got a wide open shot seven seconds into the shot clock. Yeah. That's not what Wisconsin tends to do. That doesn't mean they won't. If Wisconsin can get an open layup after nine seconds of the shot clock, they're going to take it. And that's how this game, it's an easy way this game goes over. But this is gambling. And I think it's a pretty reasonable gamble to make to say that Wisconsin isn't going to do that because that's not what they do. They just pass it around and wait and just they want to just grind you down knowing that lehigh wants to play fast they probably want to do the same thing here and just say we're going to play our game and grind you down wear you out with this relentless attack until we get an even better shot than what we just had so uh, assuming that wisconsin doesn't just say hey we got an open shot after 10 seconds and keep doing what they're doing that lends itself to an under situation yeah yeah that's why it's very useful that lehigh has a terrible offense Absolutely. All right. And then to my overtime pick, 930 Central Seattle and Oregon State. Not the must-see TV game of the day. I I forgot to mention this one. The must-see TV game of the day, West Coast Conference Network. You can watch it online for free. There's no app. You got to go to a browser, but WCC Network. Just Google. type it in a browser to Google. You can watch the Irvine-Santa Clara game. This game it's on Pac-12 Network, so most of you probably can't see it, but it should be a good game. Seattle at Oregon State. We locked in this one at a pick'em. It's already gone out to Seattle minus one. I still think it's Seattle minus one. It's a great investment. Don't know where the number's going to go. Sideline says it should be Seattle minus two and a half. So if it keeps going up, maybe that's a little bit more of a concern, but the pick'em that we got them at or at minus one, I think it makes a lot of sense. Seattle's pretty decent bit above average. Oregon State's a pretty decent bit below average. I know it's at Oregon State, but it's a situation where I just think you got a much better team on the road. I think they can go get the job done. I don't think that I, – I, I think that Seattle playing a Pac-12 school is going to be very motivated. This is a huge win for them and for that program, for those players. is something they absolutely want. Added to that, the model is 4-0 and when backing Oregon State, 4-1 and when fading Oregon State. The model says fade Oregon State. It's mostly been right with them, and so I don't see any reason to stop that. So I'm loving Seattle uh, minus one at Oregon State. Yeah, yeah. The big part to watching this is when Oregon State has a really hard time holding on to the ball, and Seattle I think is like top 25 in steals. So I think there is a lot of ways they get extra possessions and enough to win this game. I mean, I love Tinkle as a coach, but man, I, he just does not have the talent this year. Yeah, and and the way this is going to be won is Seattle getting those turnovers, and then when they have the ball, that's where they have the big edge. Uh, Oregon State's offense versus Seattle's defense is two very average. 
mediocre against mediocre units. But Seattle's offense, pretty good. Oregon State's defense, not very good. And so that's where Seattle has the key edge. So if they can generate turnovers and get more of those possessions, that's where they can really use that to their strength and go out there and get the road victory. Again, in the game, I'm pretty sure that they want you know, some of these non-conference games. I, mean, I know the players go out and try every game or whatever, but this one means a little bit more anytime you're playing a Power 5 uh, it's a game like this. You, you definitely want to go in there and win it. Seattle played great against Washington earlier this season, mm. had about a seven minute stretch early in the second half where they just didn't score and cost that opportunity. You better believe they they're like, Hey, we got another chance to beat a PAC 12 school. Let's go get it done. And Oregon State's an easier opponent to beat than Washington is. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. All righty. Well, that is every single game we have covered here for your Thursday. Don't do that often, but when there's not a lot of games, you might as well. Uh, Jake, any parting words for people before they get to their Thursday college basketball gambling? Uh, no. Um, unfortunately, this is not a great slate. This is where you time. This is the time to plan your Saturdays out. There's a lot of really good games on Saturday, so just plan. figure out what game you're going to go to or what games you're going to make sure you're going to watch. There's a, there's a couple of interesting games Friday, at least. Uh, Friday slate's a little bit bigger, but also Friday slate's going to be pretty weak. It's Yeah, it's all geared up for, for Saturday, right? Yeah, I got what? Houston, right. Virginia, UConn, Butler mm-hmm. are going to be really good mm-hmm. games. So it's been... uh, the UCLA, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yep. Yep, I believe, yeah, too. yeah, should be some so just some really good ones Saturday. All right, well, thanks for tuning this episode of Picture the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content. We brought up the channel, dropped right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow with more college basketball betting advice. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money. <laughs>